we're going to be talking uh, about persecuting, persecuting, uh, persecution, pardon me, is, spreads the gospel. We've kind of talked about it before, but we're going a new way with it uh, today because Acts is all about persecution. We've talked about it before many times, but we're going to go a little different way from Acts 17. See, as the gospel preaching team that Paul was the leader of was persecuted in one town, they would go to another town and they preached the gospel. And so persecution actually moved the gospel probably faster or the gospel preachers faster than they would have moved normally. Uh, and every place that went, the people were willing to receive the message. Praise God for that. Uh, see, they had the Old Testament scriptures and were told that they searched them to see if what Paul was teaching was true. And Paul was a master of the Old Testament. And so uh, they would check him out. Now, First Timothy told us today, in the day that we're living, uh, in First Timothy 6.3, he says, if you hear new teaching uh, on the scriptures, and before you receive it, you need to hear it, but before you receive new teaching, and especially teaching that may be sweeping uh, the country. There's always something new coming along, coming on. Well, 1 Timothy 6.3 gives us the basis for judging that teaching. And uh, it, it's, it's like God's test for biblical truth. And God does not honor sponges. He honors people that check out teaching that is different or seems different from what they've heard before. Number one of the test, is this truth that I'm hearing or this, this new thing, is it based on the teachings of Christ? And then the second test is this, if I do this, you know, if I make it part of my life and my, my lifestyle, Will it make me more godly or help me to live a holy life? So, I have, I don't even know when I started, but I have made an emphasis myself to read the words of Jesus regularly in the Gospels. Now, I may jump around in the books. Right now, I'm in the Gospel of John. Then I may go back and read Matthew, and then I might read Mark, and then Luke, and then switch around. So I'm not reading them straight through, so that I really am reading them. Because you can read them, and you get to know the words so much in what's coming next, that you, you're, you put your mind in neutral. You're reading, but you're not really listening. And you want to really hear. So... You turn on the radio, you hear some fellow preaching, and it seems to be new t teaching that's sweeping parts of the country or whatever, you know, 
And I need to think, is this something that Jesus would be saying? Is this something that Jesus is promoting? Would he promote this? Uh, and if I receive this, will it draw me closer to God? And that's a good test. Jesus said something that was important in the Gospel of John, chapter 38, verses 31 and 32. Jesus said, if you continue in my word, then you are my a disciple. A disciple is someone who is following a certain type of teaching indeed. And he said, if I do that, in verse 32, he says, and you shall know the truth, and the truth will set you free. See, lies bind, truth frees. And some of the teaching really will bind me. It binds me into more of a legalistic uh, kind of life um, and, and often people that are strongly legalistic you don't see a lot of the joy of the Lord in the life usually I'm not saying people that are conservative I call myself a conservative and I am conservative and so when teachings don't fall into conservative areas, I listen carefully. I, and if it's really different, I try to find scripture to back what I'm being told. And God honors that. The Bereans were more noble than Thessalonians because they searched the scriptures and checked Paul out. And there's nothing wrong with checking a person out. Check me out. If I'm wrong, I'm sorry. I, I don't mean to be wrong, uh, but it's the Word of God. It's not what I say. It's what the Word of God says that's very important. Now, the word continue, that was, remember Jesus said, if you continue in my word, what does the word continue mean? Well, it means to dwell. It means to spend time. It's like dwelling in my home. That's where I dwell. Part of the day, the other, I dwell in the office. Now, if my Bible reading's a hit-and-miss approach and not dwelling in God's Word, then Jesus' Word, with the hit-and-miss approach, I will not be mature in the faith. And so many believers that we see in counseling are hit and miss. They don't have a continuity in Scripture. Or they just read a little devotional thing and they don't read the Word of God. Now I know I'm telling you a lot of stuff and I'm not popping the Scriptures up and all that because I'm not able to do that. But I want you to read the Word. That's why I tell you where the Scripture is found. And the, the word continue, it carries the thought to endure. So continue is to dwell, spend time, and the thought is, if I do that, I'll endure. And then the last verse I want to share with you, the 
uh, I love this verse and have loved it a, so much in my Christian life. It's Colossians 3.16. Let the word of Christ, the word of Christ, dwell on you richly. Let Christ's words dwell with all of its wisdom and riches live in you. Jesus Christ is the founder of Christianity. His words are very significant. And I encourage you not to neglect the reading of the total word of God, which I do, but I also go back and I read the Gospels continuously. Now, you know, as fast as I can read them, Sometimes in the Gospel of John, because it's so rich, I only read a few verses because I want to dwell on that. I want to think about what he's saying. What does this mean? Not only what it means in uh, the Greek, Hebrew definition kinds of stuff, but what does it mean for me? Yes, God's Word is true, but is it true in my life? Am I acting on this information? That's why when I go through the Gospels, I read slowly because there's so much there. Am I really soaking it in? And I'll tell you, every time I reread the Gospels, I get new things. And I trust that you will find your time in the Word of God rich and rewarding. As I read the Old Testament, it helps me to understand the New Testament. The New Testament helps me to see how the Old Testament was preparing me for the new. I mean, you, you need the whole thing. God didn't just give us the Gospels. He gave us the whole book. But the scripture makes an emphasis that you can't not neglect the words of Christ. The Lord bless you. And um, you know, run that little test. Is this what I'm hearing? Would Christ be teaching this? Has he taught it? Is there something in his teachings that, that would contradict what I'm hearing? And secondly, if I begin to make this a part of my life, a part of my value system, a part of how I make choices, will it lead me to a deeper godly relationship with the Father? That's important. You know, there's certain things that I teach you. I think all scripture is important, but this is important for new truth. And put a question mark. If you're still not sure, go to the pastor. If the pastor said it, try to go to someone else outside of the church and ask them to, what do they think of this statement? It just may be that it was worded in a way you never thought before. But what was said was right. Um, I will not receive new truth until I'm sure it is truth. Bless you.